What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday on Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, and you can follow uh, social pages on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, today for you guys, we've got a, uh, another returning guest. Uh, I would say maybe this is uh, time number three uh, for Evan Greasing. Evan's back. Uh, to talk Red Sox today. Evan, uh, what's going on? Hey, Garrett. Yeah, glad to be back on the podcast. Excited to to chat some Red Sox, chat, chat some trade deadline. You know, got a lot going on in the in the baseball world. I also want to give a shout out to to Big Poppy, David Ortiz, for his induction to the Hall of Fame last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember talking about that with you back in January or February. So yeah. um, actually happened and uh, exciting times for at least former Red Sox. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. That was such a cool, you know, ceremony. See all the former Red Sox and and all that. You know, definitely helped you not have to think about the the current uh, team and the current state of affairs. And it's uh, not really the best time right now, I think, to be uh, a Red Sox fan and trying to break down this team based on the way they've played the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, it's tough with all the with all the injuries. I think you know that's kind of where you start. You have um, Devers, who was just on a tear, you know, towards the second half of the first half, and then he he goes out on the IL, tries to come back with the hamstring, but then gets injured again. You have Story, who gets hit in the hand, kind of a freak injury. And then you have Chris Sale, you know, has been battling back for years now, but first from the arm problems, then from the uh, stress fracture, I believe it was in his chest, and then or something rib cage I don't recall exactly but then um makes his way back and then gets hit in the hand like again another freak injury so you know the injury bugs hit the team that being said the bottom of the lineup hasn't been stepping up even before that happened and you know there's still some some holes in the team um that they can that they can fill so um it's a it's a tough tough time to watch but uh even tougher for my optimistic side who wants them to be good yeah yeah I mean I would definitely agree with that too you know um, having the, having the injuries hit, you know, this is probably the worst possible time for all that to happen. You know, just sale comes back to pitch. You're all excited, you know, pitches pretty well in that first game. And then, you know, Aaron Hicks line drive to his finger and, you know, bam, he's done for a couple weeks. You know, I think at this point, it's probably going to be optimistic if he comes back at all this season. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the team's definitely in a tough spot, you know, 49 and 50 right now, four and a half games out of the last wild card spot. Um, so obviously, you know, as you mentioned, we're here talking about the trade deadline. Trade deadline is Tuesday, August 2nd. Um, so obviously we're a couple days away from that. And um, I don't really, I'm honestly not really sure what direction the team is going to lean in terms of, are they going to be, you know, sellers? Are they going to sell off some of their, key players that are going to be free agents at the end of the year or are they going to try to you know buy and try to you know get themselves back into contention so you know I'm kind of at a a crossroads you know me personally I don't really know if it's worth it to go all in and buy but you know at the same time I do think that they probably do have the ability to buy a little bit and see if they can be competitive you know it might be too early to you know, punt on this season, so to speak. But the way they played recently, it's hard to have kind of any optimism. 
Yeah. No, and I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. And I always try to hold out that hope. And, but I was actually thinking about this last night, you know, in advance of chatting with you. And I think that, I think that in every deadline, you're kind of buyers and sellers. Just think about it. You're inherently with trades, you're trading someone, you're getting someone back. So like, there's always that exchange and, you know, what are you building your team's future for? So this will be a future defining next few days to the team. You know, if they, if they stand pat, the team will look a lot different next year than if they trade away a lot of talent and bring back younger guys who they're going to develop. Mm -hmm. So I'd say by traditional standpoints though, I would, I would expect them to be, and I, I hate to say it. I hope they're sellers with a constraint. Devers, Bogarts, guys like that. I know different reporters have reported those players are probably off the table. I like that, especially, you know, um, I love Devers and Bogarts, but especially Devers, they need to sign him immediately. And if they can only sign one, I would much prefer Devers. I, I again, love, love Xander, um, but, you know, both are huge assets. I would not trade either one of them, but I would could see expiring contracts like J.D. Martinez, Nate Evaldi, um, and even interestingly enough, Christian Vasquez too. I mean, he's not going to be a free agent after this year, but he's really high trade value right now. And there's some teams in need of catching. Um, I think speaking of trade value too, I was native all these is, is tanking. You know, he was injured for a couple months, had a good start to the season, but then recently in his last few outings has not, has not pitched well. So I, I would say like he could be a potential trade, you know, piece, but at the same time, I feel like his value has decreased so much. Mm-hmm. Um, due to his recent performance. So um, we'll see where they go with that. But that's just kind of my initial thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I think if they go kind of the full sell approach, you know, I would say for sure that they would trade Martinez. They would trade Ivaldi. They would probably trade uh, Vasquez as well. Um, you know, I think if they go the route of the way that it seems like they're going based on some comments made by, um, Heim Bloom and Sam Kennedy that you know they want this team to remain competitive if that's the case I'm going to be shocked if they trade any of those guys because I think those guys are key to the potential success maybe that you have the rest of the season to see you know how much longer can you tread water until you get some of the key guys back from injuries and then see what you can do um, but I don't think that they really can afford to like not do anything. Like I think that there needs to be a set plan of, okay, this is what we're going to do. You know, I think no matter what they do, people are going to be upset with what they do. Um, You know, clearly if they're going to sell and sell some of, you know, their popular players, there's going to be a lot of fan backlash, but I think there also could be a lot of criticism if they choose to, to buy and choose to kind of be aggressive and then, the moves end up don't work, not working out. Um, but honestly, like I could see them doing something in the middle. You know, I could see them trading someone like Martinez and acquiring someone else. Um, you know, Ivaldi, I go back and forth on because without sale, you know, your rotation is really kind of thin at the moment. And if you trade Ivaldi, you know, your rotation is going to be even thinner. Um, but I also think Evaldi probably has some good, some trade value because he's been so good in the playoffs. And I think that there could be a team that's okay in a much better position than the Red Sox are. They could acquire Evaldi and he ends up being huge for them in the postseason. Um, yeah, I, I think that regardless, they need pitching. 
even if Evaldi stays in the team, I think that's a would be a, a key area. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a super hot take. I don't think it's gonna happen, but they've ta- they've socks haven't tossed around. But you know, I've I've seen rumblings and the Angels general managers been like, oh, you know, we we would need quite the package for Shohei Otani. If I'm the Red Sox, full send, just do it. Like, like if they need like a bunch of big league ready players and prospects, but like think about a generational talent like that i don't know and imagine the buzz that bring back to the team and bring back to the maybe it wouldn't help you this year make the playoffs or maybe you wouldn't maybe maybe it only could only help you but maybe it wouldn't put you over the hump this year but building around him endeavors and you know developing guys like you know some of their pitching prospects like brian mata and um mayor coming up the system and story and like i don't know i think that'd be cool it's it's not going to happen but um (laughs) Like, like signing a guy like uh, bringing in a guy like Otani or, um, you know, not really like the Red Sox philosophy during these trade deadlines and like same thing with Juan Soto. Um, but I think they'll do something. I think to your point, pitching, I think another, I think an interesting arm I'm looking at is uh, Tarek Skubal from the um, Tigers. Not sure if he'll be available. Um, very young talent, has had some bumps up and down this year, but overall I think ERA in high threes, mm-hmm. young young lefty um and there's been some talk of him being floated around and i could see like you know the tigers maybe take i mean they probably wouldn't take jd back given he used to play with them and help he cares for them but you know throw a couple prospects together throw a guy like vasquez too in the mix and he could be their catcher for next few years so mm-hmm. you never know where they go with pitching and there's also luis castillo on the reds who's a big hot name in the market right now too and i'm sure some team will probably wildly overpay for him um so We'll, we'll see where it all goes, but sorry, that was a, I, threw, I threw a lot at you there. No, I mean, I think I'm going to be very surprised if the Angels are are looking to trade Otani. Um, but hey, it's a fun thing to think about. Um, you know, I'm going to be surprised if the Red Sox are you know in on any guys that are kind of the top of the market types of players because I just think you know position that they're in, they probably can't really afford to like make a huge trade and throw you know, a lot of their prospects. And I mean, I just don't think that that's part of their like philosophy at the moment. You know, I think that if they're going to do something, it's going to be to add pitching and it's not going to, you know, cost them very much. Um, you know, I could see them making a couple small moves and then make a swing for the fences type of move, try to get, you know, Josh Bell from Washington. But I think there are going to be a lot of teams that are going to be, you know, in on him. So the Sox may be priced out as someone like that, but, you know, I think that there's a, a part of me that says, you know, you should just sell and try to get the most value for the guys that you have. But on the other hand, I don't think that, you know, ownership and front office, I don't think they see the deadline that way. And I think that they may see it that, okay, if we could get a couple of pieces, get guys back healthy, we can make a run. And, you know, who knows, crazier things have happened. Um, but I just think you look at the lineup and there are multiple holes that they have, you know, they definitely need another back of the rotation pitcher. They definitely need someone at first base. You know, they probably need another outfielder. They probably could use an arm in the bullpen. And it's just like, you think about all the pieces that they kind of need. I'm not really sure if they're going to be able to like fill all those needs. Yeah, it's becoming foundational at this point. Like there's so, there's so many needs that are affecting the, you know, even when healthy. I think first base is an interesting one. You brought up Dell. I think that'd be 
would be, I mean, good fit, you know, would be good for Fenway, good with, good with his power for Fenway. But mm. yeah, I know the Astros have been heavily on him. So I don't know if he'll come to the Sox. Um, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to think like guy, another guy I was looking at was in the Reds, Brandon Drury, um, you know, previously was the Braves. He had, a, he had a really good season, almost hit 20 home runs, hitting like 280, 290. I think he's in the market. Um, he's ultra utility guys who could play the outfield, could play second, third. First, they need with all his injuries someone who could actually be be versatile, kind of like a, um, I guess like what like Yolmer Sanchez has been these last two weeks or something, kind of playing around. But um, maybe the talks to target him again probably would be an overpay given his breakout season. But um, yeah, th- I'm in agreement with you though. Like I feel like there's too many holes to be like, okay, we need two good re- lefty relievers or something specific like that where they could do. Speaking of relievers, Daniel Bard is. Uh, Mm-hmm. is on the trading block, uh, former, former Red Sox. So yeah, I don't know if he'll make his uh, Fenway reunion, but that'd be fun to see him back in a Sox uniform. Yeah. You know, I could see them making a move like that to shore up their bullpen. You know, I'm going to imagine that they're going to do something, whether it's, you know, trading Martinez, trading Evaldi, or, you know, choosing to make a, a small trade for a reliever um, and possibly try to upgrade at the, you know, first base spot or look at right field, you know, it was interesting that they, um, I think they, they just signed today, Danny Santana to a minor league deal. You know, he was obviously with the Sox at uh, parts during parts of last year. Um, so I don't know if that tells me that maybe they're trying to fit him in in the outfield. Cause he played a couple positions last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He played first in outfield. I think that's yeah, I guess like ideally minor league depth, but but you know with with the needs on this team, I could see them getting a shot. It's it's a shame that the that the Bobby Franchi platoon isn't working out. I mean, I always just see that potential in Bobby, and he's had he's had good games. He hit what two home runs was that last night or the night before? Yeah, and but it just not, it can't make it consistent. And I, and again, I like Franchi. I think when he's good, he's hit, get the exit feel up on his bat of balls. I'm like, oh, he's going to be a great hitter, but um. Yeah, they need someone better defense, obviously, at first, too, as we've, yeah. as we've all witnessed. Yeah, I mean, I think if they're going to prioritize uh, a spot, you know, it's probably first base or it's, you know, a starting pitcher or pitcher in the bullpen. You know, I'm going to be curious to see how they approach the deadline and then, you know, what's going to be, you know, what's up with Tristan Cassis? You know, is he going to get, are they going to call him up at some point? You know, I think that the, the injury that he suffered in the spring kind of threw some of their plans, uh, kind of made some of their plans a little bit murky, you know, where they kind of went into that, you know, platoon with Franchi and Dahlbeck. And it's clear that, you know, neither guy has really been a good enough first baseman that, you know, Dahlbeck has his issues offensively, you know, obviously it's great that he hit the two home runs um, the other night, but, you know, that bat is not consistent. You know, Franchi has had way too many adventures at first base. And it's just like, you need a, you know, somewhat quality defensive first baseman who can hit a little bit. And they've not really been able to get either of those things consistently. And that's kind of been the big, you know, negative uh, area of the team this year, I think. Yeah. And Cassius would be able to, um, would be able to come up and do that. So we'll see if they bring him into the fold. Um, I saw something that was basically saying, like, if he came up and he didn't do good, I feel like 
Red, the, the, this person felt like Red Sox fans would probably like rip him and like, you know, like, oh, this wasn't what we've been promised. Because he kind of is the future of the team, they kind of have been saying. But then again, that's maybe more in the fan base rather than like the reality of it too. I mean, you're calling up a guy who mm-hmm. will get what probably, let's call it 30, 100 at-bats the rest of the season if he gets called up in the beginning of August. So like plays half the games. Like you can't judge someone's potential for their major league career off of a hundred bats too. So, you know, even if he does come up and he suffer uh, struggles or if he, you know, does great, you know, obviously if he does great, you know, there's a lot of optimism around him, but mm-hmm. to really to judge a conclusion, if it, if it, if he does come up and backslides a bit, but yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see how they, uh, how they handle it. And also how the other teams in the league handle the deadline too. You know, we already saw a big trade last night with uh, a former, former Red Sox, Andrew Benatendi going to the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, how the the deadline, you know, impacts the team. You know, obviously, are there moves that they make that clearly, you know, make you think that, okay, they're really not going to be a competitive team the rest of the year? Or do they make moves that tell you, okay, they really think that they can get everyone back healthy and they can really kind of get hot um, in August and September? Um you know, it kind of, I can't really be that optimistic at the moment, just, you know, based on how poorly they've played against the division. And this is with injuries or without injuries. And I just think majority of your games are going to come against the AL East. Chances are, if you get to the playoffs, you're playing one of the AL East teams, whether it's Toronto or Tampa Bay. Um, So, you know, who knows, but I do think, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they approach the deadline and, um, if any of the moves they make, does that affect any young players? You know, are there some young players that get more opportunities? I mean, clearly we're seeing that now with some of the guys that are getting opportunities now with the the injuries that they have. Um, so that'll be interesting to see, you know, if they choose to trade Evaldi, does that mean that they're hoping to see more from Bayo and Winkowski and, you know, guys like that are, they're going to, are they going to be more apt to call up Cassis and, see what he can do rather than, you know, trying to compete. But it's just like, you look at first base in particular, like they need an upgrade there. If they think that they're going to compete, there's no way that they think that that platoon is going to be, you know, okay enough the rest of the year because it's cost them some games recently. Yeah. And imagine that in the playoffs too, like in the high pressure situations too, if mm-hmm. there's a big error made, it's like mm-hmm. eighth inning or ninth inning. It makes, freaks me out just thinking about it. But like, yeah, that's that's a good point. And like, yeah, I'm curious, you know, what, what they decide to do. It will definitely will affect the young players. I wonder if they've I'm curious your thoughts. Do you think where do you think this st- team stands on Duran right now? Because you know, that's a guy with a lot of potential. Swung a hot bat when he first came up the season, mm-hmm. struggled as of late, struggled defensively as yeah. of late. Do you think that they're they're high on him? Could you see him being a trade chip? Like, do you think he has enough trade value that like they could even I know I know they need outfield help too so like they might they might not do that but like could he be a part of a larger deal like for a guy like josh bell or something yeah you know honestly i wouldn't be surprised you know i think that he obviously has strengths to his game he has you know weaknesses to his game you know i think that definitely there are plenty of people that are you know upset with his um you know effort or lack of effort you know if you saw the inside the park grand slam the other night uh, against Toronto where, you know, he doesn't really make an effort to go after the ball. Um, you know, I don't know. I think that 
they I think that they like him, but I think if there's a trade offer that comes along that you could throw him in, I think it might make sense um, because I think, you know, he has his warts defensively. I think he's clearly a better offensive player than he is defensively. But, you know, I think, as you said, they kind of need outfield. And I don't know if it makes sense to part with an outfielder. Um, but who knows? I mean, I think that that whole thing has been thrown out of whack thanks to Kike's injury. Um, and he's been out for a while. And so they've had to, you know, call up Duran and kind of throw him into the fold. Um, and that's kind of what's happened with a couple of young players. You know, I don't think that they ever thought that Bayo was going to be making any starts this year. Um, and maybe not Winkowski either, you know, it just is kind of how everything's shaken out. Um, but I think with Duran, I would be surprised if they traded him because I think they probably still would like to see more from him. Um, and I think just to finish my thought on him, you know, in that play where he doesn't run after the ball, you know, I think that the only way that his effort or his game is going to improve is if you keep playing him and have him learn from that experience. You know, I know that it's easy for everyone to say that, oh my God, how can you play this guy after he doesn't run after a ball? And it's just like, I don't know. You know, I think that you kind of let some of these young guys play through the mistakes and they learn from them. And I know that that might be tough to swallow, but it's like the young players playing right now, that's what the, you know, that's what's happening. They have injuries. Like they have to throw these guys out there. It's like, there's really nothing else that they can do. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing else they can do. And there's nothing else like the young guys can do, but learn, you know what I mean? I think right. that even just like broadening for a second, like thinking about like what, what motivates people. I mean, f- fear does motivate some people, but like, it looks like in the baseball equivalent benching or, you know, being sent back down, right. but at the same time, like being empowered and being motivated to do, to do your best um, mo- motivates more people and feeling like feeling inspired by their manager, by their leader, whoever, they're, whoever they're working with. So to your point, like with Cora keeping putting Duran out there, you know, he's showing him, Hey, you know, I'm not happy with what happened. And obviously you gotta, you gotta show more effort. You gotta hustle, but we believe in you and mm-hmm. we're, we're going to, to help you get better and help, help you perform better. So, yeah. um, and I think that's, that's good with Cora's, you know, managing philosophy. I feel like he's really close with all the guys and, and does believe in them and tries to create that good, uh, good clubhouse atmosphere too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned briefly some of the guys that maybe they could look at, you know, you mentioned Josh Bell, um, Daniel Bard, you know, I think, um, David Robertson, David Robertson is another reliever that I could see them taking a look at, you know, I think that maybe there are going to be more teams that are more like contender teams that might be able to, to bring him in. But, you know, I think that he's been a solid reliever throughout his career. He could give the Red Sox another arm that they could throw out there in, you know, a save situation in the ninth inning or someone that could just throw in the seventh, eighth inning um, and just kind of be another arm that they could use. Yeah. Um, no disrespect to David Robinson, but I was still surprised. He Like I knew he was playing, but I was like, I feel like he's been around for a while, like, you know, yeah. with the, with the Yankees and yeah, absolutely. I was watching him a long time ago with the Yankees and yeah, very established veteran guy. And mm-hmm. yeah, he would fit very nicely in the bullpen, I think. And would, you know, he'll, you know, he knows the pressure of pitching in the playoffs as he done so much for the Yankees. Right. He probably was on their 
don't know if he's on their 09 team. May have been a bit after that, but like he 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 knows he knows how to play, pitch in the playoffs. So I would be very happy with that. I did see I did see another name that that the, was like a bullpen arm was Mark Melanson, who uh, yeah. had a brief tenure with the Red Sox and did yes. not go the best. So no, you know, maybe they'll bring him in, but maybe I'd prefer someone <laughs> someone else. Yeah, I mean, I just I feel like it seems like they're not going to bring in like any like big names or names that you would expect. Um, they're probably just going to bring in a lot of guys, a couple guys that are just kind of, you know, I, I can't, I just can't see them doing anything major. You know, I think that obviously last year, the acquisition of Schwarber, you know, I think at times worked out really well. Um, but I just don't know if they're going to be able to bring in someone like a Josh Bell or like one of the bigger names. Um, you know, I could see them bringing in like a, a Robbie Grossman or a Tommy Pham in the outfield, you know, because they think that they kind of need all the help they can get in the outfield because, you know, Bradley for for all for how good he's been defensively, you know, obviously he has issue issues with his bat. You know, Duran's kind of not really made too much of an impact. You know, Verdugo is a guy who you know, is a decent player, but he's never really going to be kind of the guy on a team. So, you know, I think that they could use some help in the outfield too. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think I was just thinking about this too. I meant to say this earlier. I think a lot of what they decide to do will depend on how the guys start progressing back from injury. I mean, I think Rich Hill has a start tonight in Portland. Yeah. Someone else is coming back up too and like working his, working his way through rehab. But like Trevor Story today, I don't know if you saw the latest reports. He tried to swing. He swung yesterday, but not today. And there's still some discomfort there, Cora was saying in, in his swing. And like if the injury reports keep looking bad, I think that that pushes the team more towards sell mode in a way. These are saying, okay, we're not going to get our core guys back this year, or at least enough to make a run. And yeah, you know, yes, it's it's funny. It's a paradox because yes, now you have the three wild card spots. It, they have a higher percentage chance of getting a wild card, but so does so do the other teams too. So like with their three and a half games back from the third wild card. Orioles are ahead of them like teams like that Mariners are making a push you know they they have a couple of young studs who are going to be some of the futures of baseball uh, I mean Sox do too but you know it's a very competitive landscape right now and everyone's those teams you know have have that push behind them too so I'm curious to see what how it all kind of how it all kind of ends up and and such too and I'm curious where the the big names going I know it's not Boston Boston related, but do you have any thoughts on where Juan Soto may go? Oh, geez. I mean, I really think it could be anywhere. Yeah. You know, I really don't think that there's there. I, to me, there doesn't really seem like anywhere that he couldn't go. Um, I just feel like there are going to be so many teams that are going to be interested. I don't know necessarily though, if he gets traded at the deadline, you know, I could see him getting traded over this, uh, over the off season. Um, I also think, if Otani happens to get traded, that's probably more likely when he would get traded if he does. Um, but I think the Angels are going to want to keep him around. You know, I think it's something that I saw that, you know, Mike Trout has, you know, this back condition that, you know, he's insisting is not going to be a huge problem. But, you know, I think that that's clearly something they're thinking about and they might be more likely to keep Otani um, if that's the case. Um, but yeah, I think Juan Soto could go anywhere. Um, I just hope he doesn't go to New York. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think that's the that's the main thing. The packages um, for him will be will be pretty crazy. I think that oh, like yeah. 
it'll be a bunch of top prospects. Another Padres we're talking about. Well, there's rumors about Padres pa- uh, package, including like CJ Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, some of their t- like literal top prospects. And I'm like, I mean, but then you're looking at a generational talent. Probably, probably will be one of the best yeah. 20, 30, 50 players of all time when his career is over. Um, yeah. I don't know where he'll stack in that, but definitely a top player. But Probably not on the Sox this year, but hopefully we can, you know, re-sign Rafi and, um, uh, you know, obviously re-sign Rafi and Xander if we can, but, um, you know, continue to develop the talent here we have. Yeah. You know, I think just uh, taking a look at the, or kind of looking at the standings and looking at, you know, all the teams that are kind of in the mix, it's just hard for me to believe that the Red Sox would be able to kind of jump some of those teams, you know, but who knows? I mean, it's been a weird last couple of weeks, you know, Baltimore and Seattle are playing out of their minds and who knows, you know, they could go on a tailspin. Um, you know, I think a lot of things could change between now and maybe the end of August, but, you know, I think just the here and now it's, it's difficult for the Red Sox because there's not really a clear direction that they should go. You know, I think that some people think that, okay, it's clear that you should be sellers, but, you know, other people might think, okay, if you can get some guys back healthy within a decent amount of time, maybe you can make a run. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens on, uh, on Tuesday. And, you know, if we're, if we're saying goodbye to some popular players or saying a hello to some other guys that uh, the Red Sox think can help them kind of get back in the, in the race. Yeah, for sure. It's also, I don't know about you. It's also throwing me off being on Tuesday and not on the 31st. I feel like, Oh, I know. July 31st, now we'll be trade deadline. Like I'm ready, yeah. but like August 2nd, I'm like, I get it's a weekday and stuff, but like, I'm like, I'm like, it's supposed to be Sunday. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's, you know, with the different season schedule and everything they had to yeah. do that this year. So um, it makes sense, but no, it should be an exciting day. I always love to check the updates all day and kind yeah. of see, I think it's six this year instead of what it used to be four, right? Um, 6 Thanks, PM right. is the deadline. So um longer longer day of waiting and yeah maybe being disappointed <laughs> so um no matter what happens i'm sure but you know fun to reflect on and think about where this team's headed and what the what the ownership can do at the deadline to help them get there yeah one of the funny things i always remember from the deadline and what i think it was 2004 when the red sox were playing the twins and they made the trade for uh doug mankavich and he literally you know walked across the hall from one clubhouse to another because he was playing for the twins at the time red sox traded for him and he just walks right over uh it's just such a fascinating you know day um and just so wild that like you know guys can guys can get traded and you know a lot of crazy things happen i guess yeah yeah no it's it's a good point i remember i was always i i remember with the trade deadline i always used to be like so psyched when the red sox would get someone like i want to get their shirt i want to yeah. like you know really support them yeah like, exactly. and that's other times in the, the opposite case of what you're saying they wouldn't play for like a week they had to do with all their physicals their team would be right. on the west coast and it would take yeah. like a week to get here and go through everything that was the case with jason bay who we got from pittsburgh yes and and i like i was like jason bay is gonna be like my new favorite player and then he like and i think i went to the game like the day after the trade deadline and like he didn't play and i was like what like how mm-hmm. can is he playing is he, is a new new red sock yeah. and i was like all amped up for him and it took took him like a week to play but um so we'll see when the guys actually play that they inevitably acquire um yeah but also weird if we do trade people like seeing them in different uniforms too especially like jd and 
and Nate, because, you know, Nate bounced around before he came here. He was with LA, he was with Yankees, Tampa, but like, you know, he's been in Boston for what, five, probably five years now, at least yeah. four or five years. Yeah. So it'd be weird if he's pitching for like, who even knows where, but like yeah. White Sox, Padres, like just whoever he goes to, like yeah. if one of those guys goes, it'd be weird to see him in another uniform. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the kind of waiting on guys to play. Like I remember last year when they got, you know, Schwarber, he was rehabbing in, uh, like a hamstring injury. You know, we didn't see him for a couple of weeks. Um, and that was kind of interesting, but obviously, you know, he made enough of an impact, you know, led the team into the playoffs and, you know, had some great, uh, great moments in the playoffs. So, yeah, looking back on him, I, that would have been a good re-sign for the team. Could have been our first baseman this year and for a couple more years, at least. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, he's down, down in Philly now. So we'll yeah. see, Still see what happens there. Um, yeah. Any uh, mid mid season uh world series thoughts if you have them oh i mean i, I think it's anyone's game i know that yeah. the yankees <laughs> and the Mets have just destroyed the uh different leagues but it's like i mean i i think anything can happen i think literally anything is on the table um, yeah as much as the yankees have played out of their minds they've not exactly played great against like top competition so i'm not exactly sold on them in the playoffs um, you know, Houston, they always know how to get the job done in the playoffs. Uh, oh yeah. I feel like there's going to be a surprise team like in the national league that just comes out of nowhere. Um, you Kinda know, like the Braves did. Yeah. Like year. a Milwaukee or a St. Louis or one of those teams and they got hot at the right time. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I know the, the best Yankee subway series was, uh, create a lot of buzz. So See if that certainly that certainly would be a great World Series matchup. I'm going to be surprised if we see that, but as long as the Mets won, it'd be a good, yeah, (laughs) a good World Series matchup. But um, yeah, it should be a fun second half, and uh, yeah, exciting to see kind of how things shape up from now until now until Tuesday night. Absolutely. Um, Well, all right, Evan. Thanks for for coming on. This was your third third time. I'm guessing. Oh my gosh. Hopefully not third and final. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll talk to you at some point toward the end of the year, and maybe we're maybe we're talking about the playoffs. You know, fingers crossed. Yeah, talk, doing a Red Sox World Series preview. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Furniture. Get all your free furniture. <laughs> yeah, if they sweep the sweep the World Championship like they did in 04 and 07 and thirteen. Yeah, if they did it then, they could do it again. Yeah. Oh man! All right. Well, good talking to you, Evan, and. Uh, Everyone will be back with you um, next week.